Okay, so tonight uh, we're going to continue our series titled The Teachings of Jesus. And in this series, if you've been here, we just finished up a section uh, in which Jesus taught us how to pray. Uh, and now we're going to move along to cover some of Jesus's other core teachings. And in this case, it's going to be the topics of, of money and possessions. And, and more specifically tonight, Jesus is going to teach us why, why we shouldn't prioritize the temporary stuff of this life over the eternal glories of the next. So that's what this whole message is about why we should not fixate on the temporary, but on the eternal. And so let's go ahead and read our passage, pray, and dig in. Uh, Caleb, would you go ahead and read the passage for us? If you don't have a sheet in front of you, get it in front of you, get the word in front of you, um, and Caleb's going to read it for us. Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray now and admit that in myself I can do nothing, that there will be no heart change in these students. There will be no life transformation. There will be no uh, enlightened minds of the truth apart from your spirit, the spirit of the living God working within them through the preaching and teaching of your word. And so I pray, Father, that they would have ears to hear tonight, that you would give them grace to hear the words of your son, Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So now in, in verses 19 and 20, Jesus makes two parallel statements that when you, you take them together, they represent the heart of Jesus' teaching in this passage. So, so look at these two statements with me. Look at back at the verse. In verse 19, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. And then in verse 20, he says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so it's these two contrasting parallel statements that Jesus gives us the heart of what he wants for you as his disciples. So if he was in this room right now and he was standing before you, the son of the living God, he would say, student, do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, but lay up for yourselves treasures in, in heaven. Yeah, he would say it better than me. <laughs> he would say it the right way. Say, don't lay up treasures for yourselves on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. And so what does that mean, though? That's the question. What does he mean? What does this look like? Well, let's first begin by looking at that verb to lay up. Now, I should start by saying it doesn't refer to the last time I crossed Zach Gluen up uh, and, and drove to the hoop and laid it up with the left. It's a layup. Sorry, Zach. That happened. Uh, it's not that kind of layup, okay? Uh, rather, here, to lay up, uh, it conveys the idea of taking something, some object, and putting it to the side for safe 
keeping, right? To lay up. For example, at home, my wife, uh, Tiffany, and myself, we have this fireproof lockbox uh, where we store like important documents, you know, social security cards, birth certificates, and other times, uh, in better times, we put cash and gift cards in the box as well. Uh, and to use Jesus's words, we could say that we've laid up these things in a guarded place, especially uh, when our niece named Amaya comes over to babysit, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, now, now look back at verse 19. Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. And that, that's the next word I want to look at, treasures. In context, this is a word that refers to anything, right? Anything uh, that we consider valuable. Anything that we believe is worth protecting, worth accumulating, worth getting more of. It's what we hold as, as precious and important to us. So, so going back to the lockbox example, Tiffany and I lay up cash and gift cards in this safe place because we want, we count them as valuable. And for future purposes, in case you ever need to know, some of the best gift cards are Il Retrovo. So just in case you need to know for future purposes. Um, so we're starting to get a clearer picture, right? We're starting to get a picture of what Jesus means, but let's look at one more word. Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, on earth. So, so wait, hold on. Is Jesus saying what I think he's saying? Uh, uh, does this mean that if I follow Jesus, if I trust in Christ, if I make my life about him, I, Robert Lee, shouldn't put cash and gift cards in a lockbox. I shouldn't lay that up on earth. Does it mean that I shouldn't have a bank account, uh, that I shouldn't own a home or a car or a boat or a four-wheeler? Um, another way to say it is Jesus calling you and calling me to a possessionless life, a life without possessions. No, he's not. Rather, he's calling us away. He's, he's calling us out of a possession-focused life, a possession-obsessed life, a, a mindset and an attitude that, that fixates, that's constantly craving and lusting for more stuff. That's what he's calling us away from. In other words, he does not want your passion. Your passion in this life to make a bunch of money. That's not what he wants your passion to be. He doesn't want the center of your attention to be fashion or what kind of car you drive or how big your house is or the size of your investment portfolio or how many followers you have on social media. Put simply, he doesn't want you or me to be excessively concerned about the things, the stuff of earth. And that's what he tells us in the second part of the parallel statement. Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Now, now let's be clear. Uh, God doesn't like uh, compensate or, or pay us for our obedience in some uh, mechanistic way. Like every time uh, we say a prayer or we gave to the poor, God doesn't say, okay, deposit that cash into their heavenly bank account or let's set aside this property for them. Uh, what God will give us in the kingdom to come, uh, which we'll talk about later, is goes way beyond 
anything you could earn by your good works. He is going to outrageously, scandalously bless you way beyond what you could have earned. So think about uh, uh, this command that Jesus gives us here then saying to store up treasure in heaven as Jesus's way of saying, don't try to find ultimate fulfillment and happiness and getting the nicest shoes and clothes or having the newest technology or driving an awesome pickup truck and, or eating at the best restaurants. Jesus says, don't let your desire for stuff dictate and control and govern how you live your life on earth, but rather let heaven, let heaven and all that God has in store for you determine what you focus on, determine what you think about, let it show you what's really important, what you treasure. And so that's Jesus's main point in this passage. Uh, but my question is, why should you listen to him? Why? I mean, I love the stuff of earth. I love possessions. Why should we let this, this future promise of, of heaven determine what we care about now? Why? Well, Jesus gives us three Reason in the first three reasons and the first is tucked away in verse 19. Look there with me. Jesus says, do uh, not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. And here's the reason where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. So I don't know about you, uh, but I like getting brand new stuff. I like new stuff. Uh, when I was in middle school or high school, especially, there was nothing like putting a fresh pair of Jordans on my feet. Like that feeling uh, was amazing. No dirt, no stains, no creases, just pristine, glorious, overpriced sneakers. So good. They were just lovely. I know some of you resonate. Uh, nowadays, since I've matured, right, I've grown up, became a man. I moved on from Jordan's and now I get that same feeling over new cookware. <laughs> cookware, yes. My wife and I, we just got some new stainless steel pans. They're beautiful, no marks, no blemishes, just shiny goodness. But, but here's the problem with new stuff, right? Here's the problem. We like new stuff, but here's the problem. It gets old. My Jordans got dirty, they got scuffs, they wore out. My new pants, after cooking them only a few times, they lost that shine. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Everything, all material possessions eventually get old. And in general, all our material possessions have an expiration date. They all have an expiration date. And so to bring this reality to life for the original listeners, Jesus is teaching his disciples. He provides them with some powerful imagery. See, unlike our day and age, modern times, uh, the ancients, they didn't have a uh, robust, well-trusted banking system. Um, like we have, there were no state-of-the-art vault rooms with temperature-controlled uh, uh, rooms and, and armed guards. There were no credit or debit cards. So imagine any money, any precious metals, jewelry, fine clothing, anything of value that you had, you had to put it in and hide it in your home, secure somewhere. And again, in the ancient times, the homes were built not of concrete and metal, but mud that had been firmed up by drying in the sun. So to get it in was relatively easy. 
It wasn't that difficult. They didn't need to climb through an unlocked window or pick the lock of the back door. Instead, robbers could just dig a hole in the wall and get into your house. And so Jesus used the imagery of moths and rust destroying stuff and thieves breaking in and stealing. He wants to illustrate how easily it is to have the things that we most value to have the stuff that we spend our whole lives thinking about, plotting how to get them, fantasizing about what we'll do when we we do get them. And then once we get it, we work and try to keep it safe and in good condition. And Jesus says, listen, you put all this energy, all this time into things that can be taken away from you today, all of your life into objects that don't last. Ask dear Elsie, where's Elsie? Ask her, she'll tell you, not only rust and moth destroys, but so does fire, as she had to watch her house and all her stuff burn the other week, right? And that's Jesus' first reason why. Why we should live our lives for heaven and not for earth. Now, now the second reason is really just the flip side of the first in some ways. Um, And it's in verse 20. Look there with me. Jesus says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither rust nor moth destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. And so according to Jesus, earth, where we live now, is a land with rust, with moths, with fire that destroys. It's a place where robbers can come and take your stuff. It's a place where nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. But heaven... Heaven's not like that. Heaven is a place of security. And and the treasures stored up for us by God, they don't grow old. They don't fade. They can't be stolen because the almighty creator of heaven and earth guards them. They cannot be taken from him. And so what are those treasures, you might ask? Well, let me run through a few. One, uh, the believers, followers of Jesus, will inherit the new heavens and the new earth. Uh, A place of exquisite, matchless, unbelievable beauty. So new mountains, uh, crystal clear oceans, new waterfalls and rainforests, valleys and plains, new trees and flowers, new fruits and spices, everything good. Everything worthy in this life on earth now will be made new again and given to you to enjoy forever. And and that wonderful place of beauty and perfection, uh, it's going to be filled with the children of God, just like you and, and glorious angels. There will be no more wars. Uh, No more gossip, no more feeling left out. You will belong. If you're looking for a place to belong, heaven is the place. No more bullying or teasing, no more hatred. But guess what? You are actually going to love the people there with a pure, devoted, selfless, true, humble love, a love that you probably even never even tasted here on earth. You're going to love every one of your brothers and sisters in heaven. It is a world of love. And you will be given a glorified body. And this body will never die. It will not get diseases. It will not get sick. 
Um, it will be completely free from sin and so that you will be able to enjoy all of heaven forever. And even beyond its matchless beauty and even beyond the community of pure love and even beyond our eternal bodies, the greatest treasure of heaven is God himself, the fount that gives everything life. The very source of all good dwells in holiness and purity in heaven and you will dwell with him. That's why, that's why Jesus says, don't store up treasure on earth. Heaven is so much greater. And now the final and last reason Jesus gives us is in verse 21. Starting at verse 20, Jesus says, but... Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break it and steal for that is because, so here's a reason why you don't do that. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here the word heart, uh, it's a way to talk about the core of who you are, right? The central hub of your emotional, your physical, your spiritual life. And so according to Jesus, uh, you could say it like this, what you pursue most is what you love greatest. What you pursue most is what you really love. What you obsess about, what you strive to obtain, what you wake up and, and fixate upon, what you think about all the time, that's the real treasure of your heart. That's what your heart wants. And, and if it's the world, if it's material possessions, here's the problem. You can't have Jesus then. You can't have heaven then. Because there's only one condition. There's one condition to receive all that your father has in store for you. And that's this. You believe in his son. You believe in the son of God, Jesus Christ. You believe. And when I say believe, I mean trust. I mean surrender to Christ in every aspect of your life. He must, he must be the center. Uh, he must occupy all your thoughts. He must possess our greatest affections and desires. He must be our obsession. For by him and through him and for him, all things were created. You were created for Jesus. That's why you exist. And so he must be the center. And so students, I want to leave you with the question. Is your heart in heaven with Christ at the right hand of the Father? Or is your, your heart on earth? With the stuff that's going to perish and be gone tomorrow. Where is your heart? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray by the power of your spirit, you would convince us that heaven is greater than now, that you are better than the temporary. There are so many things, Lord, that we can attach ourselves to and seek after and think about and make the center of our lives. And we're just so weak. We need you to come and intervene in our life in a powerful way that helps us make you the center. We cannot do this on our own. So we ask you to, to forgive us of the way we've sinned against you and, and renew us now by your word, by Jesus' teaching to pursue you wholly in this life, 
as we wait for the next to come. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.